In the Loop with Chris, Zach, and Alex Lupica. Hey everyone, welcome to In the Loop. This is your weekly reminder to like this podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at In the Lupica. That's with two O's instead of the U. And before we get going here, we want to tell you about Audible. Audible makes getting more books in your life easy. What's not to love about that? They have an absolutely unbeatable selection of audiobooks, all with fantastic performances. You can easily transform your long commute and ride with Audible. Right now, you can start a 30-day trial, and your first audiobook is free. You have to go to audible.com slash lupica. Audible has an outstanding collection of exclusive originals, short stories, and comedy, plus the best of news, podcasts, and more. Hand-picked and continuously refreshed. Be sure to check out audible.com slash lupica to start your 30-day trial and get your first audiobook free. All right, here we go. Time for a podcast. And, Kloop, this is a Monday recording, a very rare thing. Why don't you explain why? First ever. Yeah, first ever Monday recording. I got to be away on a little thing called business this week. A place called Chicago, Windy City, heading in there tomorrow. Although it is actually very windy, so I'm not sure what the travel situation is going to be because we're looking at gale force so we'll see nah they know what to do in the wind dude you're gonna be fine your job takes you to some interesting corners of the continental u.s yeah but i know chicago wouldn't fall under that umbrella would it? no no uh, wouldn't. i'm just talking i'm about with clue there i'm just talking about your travel habits in general you're yeah, always so, on the road yeah move around never like to sleep in the same bed twice all right pretty good sports weekends loop i hear clue's got a good rundown He's got a nice rundown. A lot has happened in the sports world. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what we're going to talk about. We were off last week, kind of a tricky week, and we was were going to do a it pod. We we're going to do a pod. Basically, the World Series. It didn't make sense for us to do a podcast when we we're going to do one because so much was going on and would have happened in baseball by the time the listeners got to it. A lot of people were clamoring for Aaron Rodgers' take, though. Not happy. A lot of people have been concerned about your well-being, emotional, physical well-being following the injury. Chris and I are among those people. I was with mom and dad when it happened. They <laughs> and you would have thought that a family member had died. I'm dead serious. I know. He so, didn't die. He just broke his collarbone. No, I know, but that's what I'm saying. You would. It's not. Doesn't seem that serious, but um, we had a candlelight vigil at the house. How are you doing? I'm an emotional monster, dude. So you're. You're... You texted me, I have nothing left now, when it happened. <laughs> yeah, but since then, <laughs> I've recovered. We're fine. You, you are full of resolve. Also, Sundays are dark as they are, you know? That's probably more what I was referring to. What was the exact verbatim of that text, Chris? Well, I, I said something to the extent, because I, I had the, the, the Packers win total over uh, 10 and a half. I was feeling great about that. Yeah, yeah. Then all of a sudden, crunch goes the collarbone. And I text Zach and Hunley get us 11 wins. And he says, dude, I have nothing. Now. I was also at work when it happened. Okay. Well, I'm just, I'm telling. And, I'm, and I'm telling you. <laughs> what do you think about Hunley? We're what? Four and two now? How many games does he need to win before you get back to Rodgers? Because you are, you are much more optimistic about his timeline health-wise. Well, the timeline got much more optimistic yesterday. So they okay. say he can start throwing six okay. weeks. He could play by week 16. Okay. So they need to be like 7-7, seven and seven, probably. Yes, they need to be, yeah. And if he's within striking distance, then let's do it. I think these next eight weeks are going to show a lot about what kind of coach Mike McCarthy is so far after yesterday. Well, I'll tell you. I, I feel think. like he's, he's not a good coach. <laughs> I think that if he can't win three out of the next, what, seven or eight games, 
um, it's going to show that he is who he is just because he's got Superman behind taking Mike snaps. Mike McCarthy is not a good coach. I agree. Okay? I and agree. this is going to expose him. I don't really feel like... I it mean, might be yeah. end up being a good thing. He, he, here's, here's the thing. Yesterday is a spot. I know it's Hundley's first start, but it's a spot where the Packers should have been able to get a win or at least... It should have been a very, very competitive game. I know it was somewhat competitive, but Hundley throws for under 100 yards. These receivers who look all world with Aaron, you would expect to drop off, but that was a dramatic... I mean, thinking through for 84 yards, and it, and basically they just ran the ball as much as possible. I don't know. I didn't see anything yesterday that, that looked that encouraging. I don't think the kid is ready to start in the NFL. I don't think it's his problem, dude. I think that in the first half, they're bailed out by the running game. They got up. And he gets obsessed with running the ball. And we were down two with the ball in the fourth quarter, ready to go in the game. He puts nine in the box on first and second down. He gives him third and long. He gave him no chance to do anything in the second half. Yeah, I agree with that. Chris, the Saints, with about as unimpressive a win as you could have, people are bullish on them in the NFC now. And well, if you're in nothing the NFC- to really make me feel like they could contend well yesterday. if you're in the nfc now you have to feel good about it no, almost no matter who you are Just right by default. because yeah. yeah by default with with rogers out of the picture the cowboys don't look that good if you're a vikings fan right now they with, look case, good yesterday. with case keenum uh, you know anybody has a chance at this point i wouldn't and, count the cowboys out and atlanta doesn't look good at all either so uh it's it's i don't know it's, it's eagles somewhat, are the favorites it's uninspiring to me um i was telling i was saying to dad actually we were talking about it and as a giants fan as a casual fan of the rest of the league, Aaron Rodgers is one of the guys that you will turn on the TV to watch. Without that, oh, it's, it, it's, it's a big blow to the league. It's devastating. And, I mean, you combine it with Beckham, right? They're the two, they're the two biggest stars in the league. Brady. Brady. Two Imagine if Brady goes the, down, by the way. Brady goes down and they are in some trouble. I mean, this is a league that is not exactly swimming in riveting storylines, Chris, to begin with. And now Rodgers goes down... As, I totally agree. As a casual fan, it's a huge blow. Like, if the Patriots were somehow to get knocked out early or, God forbid, Brady gets injured, this thing will nosedive. And it's not about the anthem. It's just about the fact that people, <laughs> the are, people are disinterested in the games. There was seven teams didn't score an offensive touchdown yesterday. Yeah, we'll, What we'll, the hell? We'll get into some okay. of the specifics of, of the Sunday that was in the NFL because between the injuries and the quality of play, it has devolved into something that it just has not been in recent years, especially in red zone. Trench warfare. <laughs> it really is. Charge the machine gun. Sloop, one of your favorite weekends of the year coming up here. I do like Halloween. You are a big fan of the spookiness. You're a big fan of the candy. <laughs> no. You like it all. You've always loved it. You were always very competitive about the candy. It's not the candy, the candy or the spookiness, dude. What is it? I like to dress up as Harry Potter <laughs> exactly. and party. You have... You have That's a signature it. costume. Yeah, every not a year. lot of people do. Not a lot of people whip out the same exact costume. No every one does. Single year. No one does. On the year, Chris, this kid is Potter. Every year, he has a scar on that forehead. On He's the my 31st. favorite character. It's an easy costume. You get the glasses. You put on the scar. You can be Muggle Potter. Wear regular clothes. You can wear the Gryffindor outfit. And he's universally beloved. You could go to any yeah. very high any, approval any rating reach of the earth with that costume mm-hmm. on. And people expect it now. I can't let and him down. People, people do expect. But now they're wondering, what is he going to do? Is he just going to? Is he going to be book one Harry? Is he going to be book seven Harry? You so you know? are going to be a specific Harry. Oh yeah. Okay. Every year that's the case. Yeah. What does the calendar look like? I have any. 
I mean, the calendar of this week. I think twenty eighth. I think Saturday, Friday, Saturday is twenty eighth, twenty ninth. So, so, so Halloween is actually like Monday or Tuesday. Yeah. Okay. Nobody cares. To no, yeah, of no consequence. Of none. Clip, do you like the Potter costume? Yeah, it's okay. It's just okay, right? I mean, yeah, now it's okay. You know, it's it's expected, like Zach said. I think it's more he's he's upholding tradition than he's really being imaginative out of the box. But, you know, give the people what they want. I understand that. And Halloween is, is a pretty pretty great holiday as far as it's pretty much just all about can you the, even call it a holiday? Like it's not really a holiday. Yeah, that's a good point. What, what do you? What? It, how would you describe it, Zach, to an alien? It's just you dress up and have lots of fun. <laughs> well, for children, that's, it's yeah. about for children. It's about the it's big about trick the or treating night. Yeah. It's exciting for the for the adults. It's more of a party theme. And as far as a partying <laughs> a party theme, partying holiday, big was, in college. It's I, big in oh, college. Yeah, the college kids love it. I was <laughs> trying to think love? about other party holidays that seem uh-huh. almost like exclusive Easter. to St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> Go ahead, St. Patrick's Day and Cinco de Mayo come yes. to mind. Like regionally, well, Cinco, Cinco de Mayo, de Mayo does wow. not apply to us yeah. as a nation. It so does. It's the people, Day of the Dead, dude. People, no, it's not the Day of the Dead. <laughs> Whatever. I also feel like Labor Day people send it. Uh, well, Fourth I mean, of July people send. There you go. Yeah, that's but that one. is it. That that's the day we declared our independence. I understand like, that one. I can wrap my head around at least. You know, agreed. Columbus Day, people love that. <laughs> people love to rip it up. I discovered the new world. So, Kloop, you're this is your first Halloween in the suburbs. Am I correct? Yeah, I don't think we're gonna get trick or treaters because we're in a building. You're Maybe, in, yeah, you're very in the- local trick or treaters going up the stairs, knocking on the door. We got some candy. We but got- you're coming to the city. Yeah, coming to the city. So you put the what you do is you put the bowl outside the door of your apartment building with the take one sign. Yeah, with the camera. We that got says we'll find you. <laughs> Kim got the most awful assortment of candy I could ever imagine. I can she imagine got, Kim getting a little carried away. No, with she Halloween. got a, she got a variety bundle, you know. And it's dots, Tootsie Rolls, and Tootsie Roll Pops. That's I'm, awful. I'm like, no one Tootsie is Roll even, Pops are fine. They're okay. That I'll combo suck them pack down. has been on the shelf since 1987. It's sitting in our apartment, and I don't even eat it. And it's just sitting there, and I don't even want it. Maybe it's, that was her strategy. What are you, to what get are you guys so be? bad that you wouldn't eat? What are you guys going to be? I'm going to be Ricky Fowler. I found myself a caddy. Shout yep. out. Listener of the podcast. I have, a, I have actually a note in here on my own rundown, just like some notes I put in. Alex always tries to be a hot celebrity guy, so that fits in perfectly. That is because that you, is very that's true. exactly you just, what you, know you, what you just did. You just set a trap, and now I'm hanging upside no, down. I mean, it's actually amazing because Do you have last, a list, please. No, last year he was Leo <laughs> DiCaprio, which just gave him yep. an excuse to smoke cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, and then you do love cig. And then two, I think two years ago, he's Justin Bieber. Yeah, he was so Bieber. What he does is he picks like a very nondescript but hot guy, yeah. like celebrity, that makes it easy for him to be, and like he doesn't have to wear any. You know what is also funny? It, Earlier, it, this I'm like really. This is. This is, it I says mean, a lot about you as a no, person, it, for it, sure. Look in the mirror, I'm dude. Look, dude. I'm looking inward right now, and I do not look like what I see. Okay. Luckily, yeah. they just came to mind earlier in the year. He told me he wanted to be Ryan Gosling in the Notebook. Yep, there you go. That's yeah. perfect. that's that's out. Yeah, right. next year he'll be right. Clooney. That was I guarantee. In the context that was in the context of someone. <laughs> it's all context, dude. <laughs> it's we all get context. it. Shut the. F- what are we doing next? Shut up. <laughs> it's all context. Someone sent us a meme of Ryan Gosling so in, in the red uh, blanket on the roof. Next year, and dude. I asked you if people would get it. You haven't Gosling. done Gosling yet. You'll well, do Alex, it next year. The people now know that Zach likes to dress up as Harry Potter, and you like to be celebrity guys who have been in People's Magazine. Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, it you'll is, get them all. 
All right. You should be James Bond. All right. This was a well-set trap. I, I didn't even I set feel, it. You know what? I feel ambushed. I feel defensive. No, because but now we I, all have like I'm Potter. You're the hot guy, and Kloop likes to just go to the store. Ricky Fowler's a golfer, yes. But he's an attractive getting, young golfer, Alex. Getting off, Chris. Me. What is your Kloop, topic of Alex's? It's hot male. Fans I have. I'll, I'll, I'll send you guys a screenshot. It's already written. Alex always tries so to be wait, a hot celebrity guy. Was this on my version of the rundown? No, because, it's something I thought of after I sent you the yeah, rundown. I'll bet it was. It's such a good I'll idea, Kloop. That's that's so spot well on. Done, and Kloop. then he brings it up. <laughs> There's going to be chatter about that this weekend too. Walks right into it. Yeah, Leo last year so he could vape. Yeah. Oh, perfect. How could I vape? <laughs> yeah, what's something I could be? Be the Marlboro Man this year. Yeah, you got to throw it back a little further so you can huff down rolled cigarettes. Kloop, you like to be the store-bought... <laughs> I actually made a note of that. Like a ketchup and mustard. You like the styrofoam yeah. sort of store-bought. Rock, mostly, paper, scissors. food <laughs> item. Yeah, ro- we did rock, paper, scissors one year. Zach Alex was, was a, supposed to be paper. Zach was a piece of paper. <laughs> Alex didn't show up. He was supposed to be the rock. So Max wore the rock outfit. I decided and, to be Brad Pitt from Fight Club instead. Yeah, shocking. Shirts off. <laughs> Cigarettes. Six. Um, and uh, I was eggs and bacon with our buddy Fratty one year. Um, what was I when last year? When you get into the Halloween store on a week before Halloween, talk about that, talk about that experience, Clue, well, because th- that is... I mean, the store, I don't even know how those stores stay open all year. No, this it's not. It's not. So <laughs> it's it's one month a year, this like empty warehouse near where I work turns into a Halloween store. And it's actually perfect. It's right near where I work. They so always have empty something good. the rest of the year. Yeah. They um, don't even try to be like a party supply company. They probably yeah. do something. No, I'm sure they'd love to rent the space out, but nobody wants it. And then it just becomes Halloween Central. Have you been, Clue? Not yet. No, I haven't. But You, you got anything going. in mind? No, you, you I, let it come to you. I wait yeah. for the inspiration to strike me. All right, well, that, we learned a lot about Alex there. Yeah, this is going to, let's take a little break here. I'm so excited to tell everyone about I'm this. I'm going to recalibrate before we talk sports because... But wait, we still have to talk about one other very important... What? The the document reveal oh, for JFK assassination documents. Yes. yes. So Saturday, President of the United States tweets that he will not be standing in the way of the release of these thousands of pages of documents related to the Kennedy assassination Kloop, they were scheduled for release on this day Thursday of this week in a law written in 1992 so we knew this was coming but it does come under President Trump's watch and apparently there's some there's been some advice given to him by his national security advisors not to release not to allow the release of these Documents. So the documents were supposed to originally have been released in 1992. Yes. And then they were postponed 25 years. 25 so that the Don could handle Based so- on, <laughs> yes, they knew that Trump would eventually be able to handle this tricky uh, item. And so now they are planning to be released. There is a little pushback, but apparently it's going to be a massive document dump. There's, I don't know how much there's going to be in there, but it's going to be very hard for the lay person to understand it all. So I'm more waiting just for the synopsis. Yeah, dude. I'm not I'm reading the thousands dump. of pages. Yes. Wait, where are we going to find the good stuff about Somebody's Ted Cruz's have father? It, like, am I going to? I just got to control F for Rafael Cruz. Yeah, Clip. and you'll find out he was right there, and I'll find out he was directly involved. So Roger Stone, self-described dirty trickster and Trump confidant, Chris, has been talking about how he thinks that this is going to reveal that the CIA trained and executed this mission with Lee Harvey Oswald. 
So that would be a bombshell. Big if true. That <laughs> big if true indeed. Yeah, when does so this come out? This is Thursday, the documents. The documents are released. He did say... And then somebody if, starts to dig and he, write something. He, dude, people start reading. So I'll have something to read by Thursday. Yes. Oh, yeah. By late Thursday... I'm fired up for this. You'll be sucking down the highlights. This is great. Yeah, it'll be very good for you. Little off-day World Series, you read the JFK docs. So he did say, Chris, the president, that if... The FBI or one of the intelligence agencies gives him a compelling national security reason not to do it. He's not going to do it. So there is an out here. This is Monday. It's Thursday. A lot could happen. You do think with Trump, though, now it's like you really don't think aliens exist. You really don't believe Kennedy's assassination was a setup because there's no way Trump could 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 contain himself from telling. The what people if he about just it. started? releasing this nation's secrets i don't like, know like what what if next week we get area 51 like the week after that we get tupac it's just a deluge <laughs> would be a good way the, to <laughs> of all that he has keep people listening yeah it's true you guys think neil armstrong landed on the moon yeah i'm pretty i'm pretty sure 100 percent. my thing with that my thing with that why was someone there wind, would have talked dude. why bro. was there wind someone would have talked why was there wind why was there wind on the moon chris I have a we have a buddy, a mutual friend, all of us who will like consistently retweet these yeah. landing on the moon hoax videos. And I want it's Al, Big Al, okay, the Skull sure. King, friend of the pod. Yeah, Shout Skull out King, Al. friend of the pod. And he, he loves a conspiracy. I have theory. not asked him directly, but I'm. I want to be like, dude, do you really believe that stuff? Or are you just putting Psycho J as- loves loves conspiracies too, and aliens, all that stuff. So. Why is there wind? While you've brought up Psycho J, there may it makes no sense that there would be wind. That's a bad job for whoever made that all that stuff up. So just make it flat, bro. So Psycho J has been quiet. Produce ex producer of the pod, living out in San Fran, the absolute dream out in yeah, Silicon Valley. Gorgeous, just a gorgeous life. And he hits you up, Zach, with a couple NBA over under locks. Yes. And Jay is not a gambling man. No. And so this caught your ear a little bit. Dude, when J-Man says he's got a lock, you lock it down. So Psycho J hits you up. He's talking T-Wolves under. Yeah. What is it, Chris? Like 47, 48 and a half? I don't have the numbers in front of me. But and yeah, they it's, stumbled it's, it's into a, in a... Oh, an Andrew Wiggins, win. it's a bank yeah. winner to beat the Thunder last night. <laughs> or they're looking at one and two, and you're looking at... You only need about 30 more losses. And I the feel- other is Pelly's over? Hornets over. Hornets over. Yeah. And that is still a They got great. some guys. How They're one more, and one. How many more wins do you need? Ooh, 41, <laughs> I think. All right, we'll be watching these Psycho J locks closely, Chris. And the JFK document. And the, as well as the JFK. These are all things we were going to be monitoring It's a big all week. week it's a huge week. It's That's why true. we had to go today. All right, let's start uh, with, with World Series. As we come back on the air, I'm do- continuing to do self-reflection. You should be JFK. Do you think... What, what is the strategy there, Chris? Is it is that an ego? Is this an ego yeah. reveal? I think it's two-thirds it, vanity, one-third you get to just Just outwardly. wear normal clothes. Yeah. See, I think that plays into it. Last year, I was incognito Leo DiCaprio, which was a hit, by the way. People loved it. You got the vape in Dude, the mouth. Dude, okay, you know, Alex, hair. you don't need to get defensive. We're not yeah, saying people you, don't yeah. like it. You sound defensive. We're saying there's a trend. It's, it's, <laughs> there is an obvious trend. Yeah. I'm not gonna argue it tom cruise maybe next year top gun ryan reynolds the year after (laughs) let's get to baseball zach you think this thing is gonna be over in five you think it's gonna be the houston astros i think the wrong team is favored i think we're gonna see a case of uh 
the American League being the big brother of the National League this year. Okay. I think the three best teams might have been in the American League, in the yeah. Indians, the Yankees, and the Astros. And I could be wrong, but I think they're outclassed. If Kershaw loses game one, you're looking at Verlander game two, and then you're going back to Houston. So I mentioned this to you a few minutes ago. It's bothering me that we won't have Kershaw v. Verlander games. Keuchel's pretty because, big, though, though. No, I, I know Keuchel's fantastic, but the sexy matchup for the casual fan. But then you get Verlander game two. So you do get them in separate games, which is great, because they are the two. And then maybe they meet again later. And maybe they meet somehow late in the series. Yeah. But talk about what Verlander has done since joining the Astros, because the stats, if I'm hearing correctly, are insane since joining the team. He absolutely shoves it down the Yankees' throat in Game Six, and and now he looks like the reason. He, he looks like that move that it, they tried to put themselves over the top with, and they're going to do it. Yeah, it looks like the greatest probably trade in the history of baseball at this point. Yeah, he's played in nine games, started eight. He's nine and zero with a one two three ERA. So even in the game he came in out of relief, he got the win. They've won every game he's pitched in. He shoved in game two. He shoved in game six. And they had no chance. He made Todd Frazier look like he had a blindfold on. That was one of the most pathetic swings I've, I've, I've seen. Yeah, and it looks like he's like he's coming out of the ball. He's willing to do whatever he wants right now. You thought we could, we could, have, we could, have, we could have seen in game seven. Oh, yeah. I think, if that that was was a a, I think if that was a one nothing game. I mean, maybe not the way on Lance McCullers pitched. A one-day rest. 100-something pitches. Yeah. yeah. I think if that happens in this series, he'll, you'll yeah. see him for sure. I think he'll do the same thing. He'll pitch game two and game six and be ready in seven to do whatever he has to do. But Lance McCullers came into game seven and threw four almost perfect innings. End of the game throwing 24 straight curveballs to the Yankees. Good pitch. Six outs. He had it working. Kloop, it does look like the two best teams made it, which is, at the end of the day, what you want. Both won 100 games. I... The league office, Rob Manfred, a lot of casual fans no doubt wanted Yankees-Dodgers for all the obvious reasons, but from a baseball standpoint, it's tough to argue with this matchup. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I was I, I put in the rundown just off the top of my head. I really feel like if the Yankees had had home field advantage, they would have won that yeah, series. I yeah. mean, I you would think in baseball, I don't know, it, baseball to me does not seem like the kind of sport where home field advantage would have such a tremendous impact. But those two venues for seven games were absolutely electric. And I guess I'm not surprised with the outcome, but I kind of feel for the Yankees. If they had had one more game at Yankee Stadium, there's no doubt in my mind they close out that series. They did. They looked like a different team in the Bronx. Gives right? a little juice to the regular season. People it always does. say it doesn't matter in baseball. Maybe it does. It does. It Houston really... also 6-0 and at Minute Maid. It, and it I think they went 1-4 and on the road. They could have, yeah, but if game six, yeah, if Yankees have a home field, you think they win the series? Yeah. I do. I mean, neither team lost a game at home in the playoffs. Could that be the margin in the World Series as well? It doesn't feel like LA's that kind of gives them that kind of juice. Yeah. But maybe Stadium, I'm wrong. Yankee Stadium, and I'm not a Yankee fan, no. but that was a raucous atmosphere. It, it, yeah. There was beer showers all over the place. I it think was, the, that the new Yankee Stadium became the new Yankee Stadium this year. I, to an extent, you know, like they did. Yeah, feel they like won the World Series in 2009. And people say that it wasn't. Lo- it wasn't even like that when they were playing in the World Series. Yeah, Girardi wants it to get dirty. You gotta get some beer spilled all over the place, Kloop. Get a good playoff run in you. Hey, I understand that 100. percent I would have loved this. It yeah, would have so been great to go. see Verlander pitch there. Yeah, I mean, he. There's something about 
Verlander that I really like, and he yeah, he, he comes really out there and he wants to, to shove it down your throat. He wants to shove it down your throat, and he throws hard as, is harder in the ninth inning than he does in the first. Everything about him, all those little factoids, and this is a guy who was supposed to be put out to pasture a couple of years ago. Yeah, who lost the velocity, wasn't getting it done in Detroit, and now he's as good as he's ever been. Yeah, I don't like how he waves the kid up to him for the dugout. Save that for after the game, bro. Save the Upton stuff for after. Yeah. You're going to see a lot of Upton. Yeah. If they win it and he's great in the World Series, Upton is going to figure You're it out. You're going to see a lot of her no matter what. Kate Upton a little overrated, in my opinion. Are we talking as a, from an appearance standpoint? Because no, just the whole pack. The whole just thing. Just everything? Yeah, all of it overrated. Okay, just... Didn't like that Cameron Diaz film. Sure. Oh, no, that decent film. No, not great. What was um where she's like, You guys. W- it's the guy who plays the Kingslayer in Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, it's called the, the other woman. The other woman he cheats on success, you know, one girl after the other after the other. You guys have both seen that movie. Yeah, we both seen it. And you get on me for seeing too many movies. It's It was on HBO Go. I checked it out. So you're fired up for the series either way, Zach. It's pretty great, yeah. Tomorrow, Clayton Kershaw, game one of the World Series in LA, 101 degrees. It's going to be a hot one. Let's get it. Kloop, NBA, just a devastating way to start the season with the Hayward thing. We didn't talk about it last week. Where are you on this? It was just one of the hardest videos I've ever had to watch off of a sport field or court. I mean, right up there with Paul George and Kevin Ware. and So I tuned into the game. I was flipping back and forth between it and, and probably some sort of Sunbelt football game. And I went back to it, and, and you just hear on the call, they're like, Gordon Hayward has broken his leg, and he's sitting there by himself. And I'm like, "That's what are they talking? You know, it's kind of like so quick. And then you look. Ernie and was I, great on the I call. Was, there. And, I was, and I just like, I was shouting. I was like, this is, that's insane. It was, but it's, it's just sad for the Celtics it's sad for Hayward um it's really disappointing I can't rem- you just cannot remember that quickly into a season something so dramatic happening to a player and a team where you just know all right well the season's gonna be totally different now it would be like if what happened to Rodgers happened to him on in, on the first series of, of the season yeah the circumstances surrounding it right Cleveland the first game of this season that's supposed to be such a great one for them. Reunited with Brad Stevens. And in the first minutes. Yeah, it's about six minutes in. Yeah, it's supposed to be an Eastern Conference Finals preview. People have talked themselves into, well, maybe finally this Celtics team can can get over the top and beat the Cavs. And now it goes right back to the Cavs have zero competition in the East. The Celtics are an afterthought. And... Um, it does take a little drama out of the Eastern Conference uh, picture as we go forward. Zach, do you hesitate one moment when someone sends you that video and says, watch this injury? I is see there it. a moment of pause or no? No, I, I didn't see it for a while. Because this is one you don't want to watch again. It's, After, this wasn't as once, bad as Kevin Ware's. It wasn't as, this you was saw not that as dude's bad as bone. Kevin Ware. I think in Only terms of like shock factor, just because of all the things that Chris listed off, and the context in which this one occurred, it's it, it was more shocking. Um, but where, yeah, the bone came out of the <laughs> leg, man. It's hard to get worse. I was watching on mute because I think it was on during uh, one of the Astros-Yankees games. And you didn't really know. I saw LeBron, like, walking down the court, and you knew something weird happened based on everybody's reaction, and then you just saw the shot. I mean, it's terrible. Yeah. Simon and then, okay, then look so, what happens to the Nets. Now they're screwed too. Jeremy Lin. 
Zach, Alex, I asked Zach this the other day. What do you think would happen if hypothetically an this injury is, like that occurred yeah. in every season opener? This is your interesting thought experiment of the week here. Yes. You, you are positing that if every game in the NBA contained an injury as severe as Gordon Hayward's, that they would have to stop. I wonder playing. what they would do. It would be like Space Jam. It, yeah, you know Space they, Jam like scenario where people's legs are just snapping. So every game, like one different player, one player has some similar sort of similar to Space Jam in some ways, in other ways different. In the other Space ways, Jam yes. thing would be crazy. So if that actually happened, yeah, everyone lost their talent. That would be yeah, that would be interesting. If, right. if there was a a compound fracture in every game that the NBA, every season like opener in, in the a NBA, row, say. yeah. Do you think that they would? Do you think that they would postpone I the think, season? Yeah, I think they would take. And a pause, Silver, yes. Adam Silver, would have to dig into what's going Chris, on. Uh, if no, there, if there was a brutal leg injury in say 12, 15 straight games, straight. This is a ridiculous conversation. I think they would put a little pause on the on. The you'd league. have to. You'd yeah. have to investigate, find out what the hell's no. going they'd be on. Keep at playing. The, dude, they'd be looking suck at it the up. wood. They'd be at the at the shellac factories where the where they you know paint the wood with it. It would be. Yeah, it'd be extensive. You'd have to get to the bottom of it. I agree. Zach, you think they'd keep going? Keep going, dude. 82 games, and then you play the playoffs. No chance. I wouldn't roll out there. I'd be too nervous. So, Kloop, you are griping a little bit about what appears to be a complacency on the part of some of these top-tier teams. You know, the Thunder, the Warriors, the Celtics, all sort of off to slow starts. Obviously, have the Hayward injury, but... There is not there the T Wolves. It doesn't seem like it doesn't <laughs> seem like yeah. The T Wolves are off to a flying start. Um, I don't know. When you look at the Warriors, it, they do look like a different team than they look like in the playoffs. Well, uh, it's it's very. I think it's very difficult, and we'll see how it plays itself out. But the Warriors are already off to one and two start. Yeah. The Cavs get drilled by Orlando at home. That's um, not an easy game. I agree. I agree. I mean, Vukovic. Fournier, yeah. And and so it will be interesting just to see as the season goes on when these teams start to ramp it up, so to speak. So, yeah, a little bit of a disappointing start, but I'm still excited about watching all these new parts fit together. I mean, the Thunder is still a fun watch, but the Celtics, oh, man, it's, it's just... It's Giannis. T- talk to me about Giannis a little bit because... Talk I about think a guy. I saw something like he's basically had the best for first three, four games as anyone has ever had. Talk about a guy who's not easing into the season. No, twenty-two years old. He had forty-four the other night against Portland. He stole the ball, dunked it, basically a game-winning play to steal it and dunk it, and win. And then a game, and then a game-winning block after that. And he and he, he can't even shoot yet, Chris. It's it's scary. I mean, this I'm I feel like such an idiot because I should have taken him to win MVP, but. This guy. What were his preseason odds? I think it was it was like eight to one, but it was it wasn't be crazy. Pre- yeah, because you have you know the guys that you do obviously. When you watch him on these fast breaks and he can stop dribbling at like within the three point line or before the three point line, two steps to the rim. I don't know how you physically he's he's even in a totally different class than the LeBrons and the Durants. Don't he's, you agree, he's Zach? A different. He's a different sort of robot. Yeah, he's a freak of nature, yeah. dude. He's, like, still growing. I don't get how it works. <laughs> it's, very, it's very hard to understand. I stopped growing, like, 15 years ago. Even watching him play, you don't quite get how he does it. I, I've never seen anything like him. So you guys do... We're split on whether they'd stop the season. If there was a <laughs> Back rash. to that. I think the NBA also is brutal. I'm not interested at all. 
it's hard to follow. I'm out. Season, I'm out so. on everything except LeBron. I'm I'm gonna follow it. Okay, uh, for for the podcast. I'm I mean, I'll follow it. I'll like, check and see pod. if the Hornets won. Clue, but Clue, Eric Bledsoe tweeting, "I don't want to be here right now." After. Um, Earl games. Watson get, gets fired after two games. I think he, to be fair, Earl Watson was about minus ninety in his in the first two games. They were getting blown out and they lost by forty twice. But, but <laughs> yeah, the best so, is Bledsoe tried to say. So he tweets, "I don't want to yes. be here." Then the coach gets fired. Yes. Obviously, some people saw some linkage. Although right, I don't they think connected the dots. But I don't think there is any. Like Phoenix. No, I didn't, think I heard it was the other way around. That Phoenix, he, he was mad that he was getting fired. Oh, well, Phoenix didn't fire Earl Watson because. For, no, because Eric but that's Bledsoe how was, I read it, Zach. Right. He was upset about the firing. That's his boy. But now, Chris, he's saying what? He, now he's I coming was at, to the Nickies. He said I was at a hair he salon. He said he was at a hair salon. And that he didn't want to be there. And and I like that finally somebody was like, we just don't believe what he's saying about the tweet. Yeah, it's just a I didn't know he was at the. I didn't lie. know he was at the salon. It's a very specific lie, though. I mean, you got to hand it to Bledsoe. He came up with a nice alibi here. And now the management has said we don't expect him to play another game. They've for asked they're trading. To, they've asked him to go home. Knicks. Right. So Clip, let's get to the NFL here. If you're watching did you watch Red Zone yesterday? I was in the car most of the day, to okay. be honest. I did. There were some games, Zach, and I know we say this every week, and I know you can't have a good game in every Sunday slate of the NFL. But there were some games with some numbers that I have never even seen before in football games. It, you know, it's like four to one in this in this in this, <laughs> that in I this Panther. It is like crazy. Some of the games that that you see watching Red Zone at one p.m. on a Sunday. There are some teams that are very very poor. Um, there are just some bad teams. I think it was twelve nine Titans Browns in overtime. Could have been nine nine tie. Um, Thought for sure that game was going to end. The up Ravens when it went to overtime. Justin Tucker's by far their best player. Not close. Uh, the Colts got sacked ten times. Um, yeah, it's pretty poor quality. All you around. got okay. You got a Rodgersless Saints, pack. which was like the prime time game. Premier one game. Yeah. Bucks, Bills, Panthers, Bears, Titans, Browns, Jaguars, Colts. Cards, Rams, putting on an absolute show Golf. when you put up against the rest of the league out in London. Jets, Dolphins. I didn't even know that game was in London. It, I mean, that list, at a certain point, like, I, there's nothing else to watch, but that was as unenjoyable a stretch of red zone as I have as I have had. That's also another reason why Sunday night, Monday night football are brutal. You can't watch the whole game. They go on too late, and they're the good, you get the good game. And they're the good game. We had Pats, Falcons, and yeah. now we have Eagles, Redskins, which is also pretty good. I'm not going to watch a snap probably either. Not going to get to watch. Clip too late. Yeah, I, I feel very old saying that, but I completely agree. I mean, I, I was thinking to myself, do we just say this every year about the NFL that the quality of play has deteriorated, or is it really that bad? I think this year with the injuries and on top of the quality of play – the injuries to some key stars we mentioned earlier there are just so few teams that the casual observer can get excited about to zach's point you know like a lot of these teams play on monday night and sunday night but you know andrew luck out the colts are unwatchable you know aaron Rodgers out packers unwatchable the list goes on and on and on and unwatchable is hard well, I, but true but but yeah i mean if you packers. think about it yeah you will um okay um, the Philadelphia Eagles are the favorites in the NFC. Yeah, it's a shitty year. Last year, the Cowboys are great. The Falcons are great. The Packers are great. The Patriots are great. The Seahawks are good. Um, 
That's what makes the Rodgers injury so disappointing. Mitch Trubisky, four completions yesterday in a victory. Chris, he threw the ball seven times. Mitch manages the times. game, Mitch dude. is he a guy who knows. seven times and they won the game. All he does is win Trubisky, four for seven. But he had here, a- okay, so in this quarterback-centric league, has has the level of play deteriorated, deteriorated to a point where you can win again with a team that throws seven times. Did Mitch win or lose? Uh, I <laughs> Like, can we, is there, could a team emerge that has such a good defense? The Bears defense is terrific. No, no. With the answer to your question is no. Okay. Uh, not on, you cannot win in a, on a, in, on a serious level yeah. throwing the ball seven times. You know what oh. I will say is that a couple weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, people were saying Big Ben's done and the Steelers are done. And they look freaking good. Um, Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell are both freaks of nature, and if that defense starts playing well, they can definitely win the AFC. They have a lot of weapons. I don't think it just seems to me that the Patriots are once again the best team by far. They, granted, have some issues on defense. They seem to patch those holes every single year. Chris, they kicked the shit out of the Falcons last night. More likely Patriots to win Super Bowl again or Warriors to win NBA title again? Warriors not even close. Yeah, I agree. Warriors, but Pat's odds on favorite. Um, Chris, the the McVeigh era rolls on in <laughs> L.A., in London. The world's most handsome coach. Uh, they're, they, yeah, they got it rolling. They're a team that, that I guess could surprise. I, re- I, I really don't feel confident saying just about anything about the NFL. At, and, and we're week seven, other than the Patriots are really good. Yeah. McVeigh, five out of seven. You yeah. love what they're doing. The QB whispers, Luke. Cowboys look good too, dude. Cowboys they played good. the 49ers, NFC's but if Zeke open. gets to play the whole year, they're going to be good. Their offensive line looks like they got healthy. Dak looks good. NFC is going to be, I mean, yeah, it's going to be wide, wide the hell open. We'll see who comes out of it. Kloop, college football, two best games of the week. The two team, the two games involving two ranked teams, both blowouts. Penn State rolls Michigan. Notre Dame rolls USC. All of a sudden, Notre Dame, with one loss to Georgia Kloop, looks like they could run the table and sneak into this playoff because you know everyone wants them in it. Well, there's no question. If they run the table, they deserve to be in the playoff. Yes. I think it's, I think it's very simple. Their schedule it's, is... That Georgia loss is just one of those losses that will look fine. Well, especially with Georgia being undefeated. So uh, I think that there's a scenario where Georgia and Notre Dame are both in the playoff that's not that far flung. Uh, their schedule is the hardest in college football. They have a long ways to go. They NC, do. NC State is a very difficult game coming up. I think it would be really exciting if Notre Dame at Miami had playoff implications. Just that rivalry. I think they play in two or three weeks. That would be United. That would be very cool. Yeah. Catholic, Catholics versus conflict, convicts. It's been like 25, 28 years since that happened. Um, on the other side, you know, I, I said a couple weeks ago on the podcast, Michigan still has everything in front of them. They don't anymore. Penn State's a better team. Offensively, Michigan just cannot seem to figure it out. Where are you Harbaugh-wise? People are loving this stat about the Brady Hoke record after, I think it's 33 games. He's got the same exact record. I'm not into it. That you're uh, not into it. But, Kloop, this is a guy, I know we talked, I think we talked about this two weeks ago. He's making as much as anyone but Nick Saban. I, and he deserves to be making that kind of money. Okay. His resume and what he brings to that pro like if you're a Michigan fan 
and your take on this is that you don't want Jim Harbaugh anymore. I don't know what you're looking for. I don't for. think that's your take. I, I think no, that's I just, don't think yeah. that's take. Whoever's making that point's an idiot. I he's do, put them on the national map, the recruiting, all of it, yes. He, I do he believe all the credit he gets. He's getting a, a, a lion's share of criticism. He brings it on himself. He's a spectacle. But you, you still have to feel good about the trajectory of this Michigan program. I think winning 10 games and winning that bowl game against Florida year one and winning 10 games. And, and, and let's be honest, if they beat Ohio State, they're one game away from the playoff last year. True. So he almost set unrealistic expectations with how much success he had without his own players in year one and two. And I looked today, Phil Steele tweeted it out over the weekend. They have the youngest team in the country. Okay, so why didn't you lead with that? I mean, you got the money stat, you got the bombshell stat, and they, you, it took you a while to they get. They lost there. eleven guys off their defense last year. Okay, they yeah. they still don't have a great quarterback. Their offense is a mess. I think that all of the issues with Michigan are explainable, and Harbaugh deserves our patience. He's definitely earned. It. Okay, so take me to Happy Happy Valley now, and Jimmy. Frank. But I will say about Harbaugh is he does deserve some criticism. They have looked like shit. You're year. right, and he's supposed to be an offensive coach. I'm, Zach, I'm not. I'm, I and then if you, you look at like what Urban Meyer did his first couple of years, and compare it to that, what Urban Meyer did though, Zach, is historic. I know. So, but that's what people at Michigan want. I know. I I understand that. And and even Nick Saban went six and six his first year at Alabama. These things take time. I, I, look, yes, Urban Meyer, you can have overnight success like that. To expect it is is very tough. Chris James Franklin, Penn State. They wow. are, without question, the second-best team in the country. And we know everything. Well, we needs. might find that out this weekend. We might find that out. In, they go to they Ohio, go State. To Ohio get, State. They're getting seven. They're getting, yep. It's a, it, I mean, the season's on the lawn, as it is every week from here on out. But what this guy has done to that program is nothing short of incredible, Chris. I agree. I tw- he got a contract uh, extension at the beginning of this season, made him uh, one of the top five highest, coach- highest paid coaches in the country, up there with Urban and Saban and, and Harbaugh. And he deserves to be right there. And I said at the time, I was skeptical about it. I said, I'm, I'm not sure. Like, yes, they had one great year. They followed it up. McSorley, Barkley, that offense is rolling. Uh, the defense looks great. And now you're getting trolled by Slough. And 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 who was it? Was who was the person? Because people were coming back at me. Shout out Sam Lewis. So people were coming back at me at the time, and all I said was I just didn't think Franklin had the body of work. I mean, he did okay at Vanderbilt, but he's proven himself this year. I don't really love his whole shtick and you know pretending he didn't know who they're playing next week after the win. But the guy can coach football and and Penn State. It's it's good. To, it's it's cool to see them. Um, they look like they could win it all. You know. They definitely could win it, they could, but they have to beat Ohio State because if they don't, then they can't get into the Big Ten title game and forget it. So this week will be a lot of fun. Saquon Barkley's good. Saquon Barkley's very good at football. Yeah. But McSorley is very good also. There are stretches of the game when McSorley doesn't need Barkley and vice versa. And, Kloop, it does look to be shaping up to be a Final Four with some of the blue-chip names in college football. TCU is obviously there like they are every fucking year but um you know if notre dame slides in you got alabama penn state maybe georgia could be a very cool final four. another very annoying new year's eve <laughs> and a very annoying new year's eve with a lot of phones out so yeah. club you think if penn state loses this weekend a close game they have no chance they would need you th- if, penn, if penn state who loses- would you put in them with one loss to so at ohio state or notre dame with one loss notre dame with one loss Oof. 
That, yeah, I would put Notre Dame with with in one the Big loss. Ten. I, Notre, Zach, Notre Dame's schedule is is far and away more difficult than Penn State. Sam Almost, Darnold sucks. Zach, they still have to go at Stanford. They have to play NC State. They have to play Miami. They've already played Georgia. All right, all right. And so, they'll, so they'll lose. It is most likely they will. Lose. It yeah. is likely that it's going to be very hard for Notre Dame to get through unscathed. But if Notre Dame gets through their whole schedule with one loss, they're in. They're in. Period. They're in. How and then Georgia's in, dude. If they if they go undefeated right. and then lose to even yes. if they lose to Bama, without a doubt. Yes, without a doubt, it will be. Yes, I I, I think you're absolutely right. I think that to me right now, I don't think the Pac-12 the Pac-12 is gone. No one's going out coming out from the Pac-12. The Big Twelve is. Now all those good teams start to play each other. It's hard for me to see a team coming out of the Big 12. It's going to be tough to leave a one-loss at Ohio State, Penn State team that sexy out of the Final Four. Nah, Clue, we'll before we get to a draft that I'm yeah, very much looking for. We this. haven't teased we haven't it at all. We're doing, we're doing a little draft today. We Snake can't style. do Lupica Locks. Can't because... do Lupica Locks. We are, we'll tweet them out later in the week. We'll tweet out the locks, make you some money, but we're doing Adam Sandler movies draft coming up. But we have to give Boston College football a shout-out, Chris. Our alma mater, all three of us, they absolutely blow the doors off of UVA Half away. a pretty good UVA team. Pretty good UVA team coming off a win against Louisville. Zach tells me we are... Getting two spread? and a half we're now against Florida two State. We're getting two and a half points night. on Friday night against Florida State. Welcome Preseason to- number three in the country. I mean, what is going on in Chestnut Hill? Adazio has been saving it, dude. <laughs> this is Zach's theory that Adazio has been saving the goods. It's like, are we heading to Chestnut Hill this weekend? Should we send it? <laughs> send it? Do it live? Do a live episode? Wow. Li- oh live show God. from Pecanos? The, from Pecans or from the Dust Bowl? I, I, I'll tell you, man. They... I didn't watch the game, obviously, because why, no one did. why would I? But I was getting texted about it. And you look it. at our QB stats, dude. He looks pretty good. It looks like he had a hell of a day. They had two 76-yard touchdowns. So credit where credit is due um, to the BC Eagles. One more win, you hit that season over. And, he, and they're 5-4, and four, right? They're 4-4 four and four now. Yeah, yeah. we no, have four wins. That's four all wins. we need five. Yeah, every year, same stuff. All right, Adam Sandler draft coming up. All right, Chris, I have 12 movies on my big board. I have 26. I'm going down the IMDb list, and it's just incredible. A murderer's the, row. The names you forget, the movies you forget, because he just churned them out at such a, a fast rate for so long. Yeah, like, you forget that he was Satan in Dirty Work. You, <laughs> you do forget that. So, off the top of my head, I've come up with the order of you, Zach, me... I feel like you had a very good show. You crushed me with the Halloween <laughs> costume thing. I'm so you happy about the that. First overall pick. You dressed me down on my own program. So let's give you the first pick. I'll pick third. I'm the pathetic loser. I'm excited Clu- to see where Clu- like is Kloop going to go chalk or is he going? Yeah, know. are you going to go chalk with a classic or are you going to surprise us? Kloop, number one overall. I am still as we as we speak. I'm torn. Completely wow. torn. Right me too. Up in, right I, up to the announcement. Even have, like your pick doesn't matter. I'm torn too. I have six films on my board. Okay. If I were to get three of them, I would be ecstatic. Okay. I'm going to go with Big Daddy. Number okay. one. There's number my number one. Yeah, it's my number one overall. It it's not my mo- number one. It is the most complete film. Chris, I agree of his of his IMDb. It's Have excellent. Waterboy. <laughs> it shows his full range. You it got, does. It has heart. It has. You got John Stewart supporting role. The full 
the full the complement of, yeah. of the lackeys, which you don't get in every movie. Every single one. The kid's great. The kid, it comes out of uh, the twin. Frankenstein. In real life, right? The Frankenstein stuff. Frankenstein. The apartment, <laughs> the, the toll booth job at the beginning the of the movie. The courtroom scene is just the outrageous. The courtroom scene is up there with any in movie history. The old guy who steals his girlfriend, that scene. <laughs> How about a sausage oh. McMuffin? Oh. <laughs> yeah, the, the scene whole, where they're throwing oh sticks at the rollerbladers. The you got the homeless Buscemi. That might be Buscemi. I mean, you can do a draft of Buscemi roles yep. in Sandler yep. movies. That segues really nicely into okay. my pick. I'm going with Mr. Deeds. <laughs> and I know I'm leaving a lot. I know I'm leaving some big ones out there, yep. but, I mean, Longfellow Deeds. Yep. Yep. What can you say? Um, Torturo. Torturo. That might be his finest role. <laughs> oh I adored Tor- Hawaiian Punch. Um, Torturo. You got Sandy from the O.C., it's just, I mean, what else can you say? Oh, wow. Okay. I'm going to regroup for a second. Peanut butter and gumball. <laughs> uh, Buscemi's appear, like, it goes underrated. <laughs> what are you in here for? He played all those roles. <laughs> Biting the mailman. He's trying to cast a spell on me. Maybe he was just waving. <laughs> so, all right, that leaves for me. A lot, dude. A lot. <laughs> a lot. I mean, there's a big one out there. I'm going to take Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore on the turn Yeah, here. those are the next two. I mean, those are arguably his two signature movies. Probably his two most famous his movies. His two most famous movies I'm getting with the snake, and I'm pretty happy with it. Yeah, you kind of went more chalk than we did. Um... I mean, Zach, Billy Madison is hysterical. Happy Gilmore. The Happy Gilmore is Billy Madison could never happen in today's movie. Yeah, climate. what about Waterboy? No. Does that lead you to your next? No, but you're you're passing on Waterboy. Don't worry about it. Don't you got to keep going with your pick. Um, I would say Happy Gilmore is my favorite Adam Sandler movie. Probably the one I've if seen you, the most. Okay, if you had to take one to a deserted island, it's got to be Deeds or Gilmore. <laughs> All right. But Shooter McGavin, I mean, that gives you some juice. Yeah, nine iron, huh? You're fired. <laughs> um, God, this is tough. He's in Kevin Can Wait. That's a TV show. Um, <laughs> Can't pick that. <laughs> I think I gotta go with Little Nicky. <laughs> <laughs> he plays the guy. Uh, yeah, Satan's son. Satan's, Satan's son. son. Satan. But he had been, you know, hit with the shovel when he was a kid, so his face is contorted. Um, I watched, another, another I watched movie that just could not get made today. Nope. I watched some of it the other day. It's insane. It's a joy. All he does is eat KFC when he's in the the human world. Yeah. Dog that talks. Yep, forgot about that. That's a good part. There's a lot of stuff going on in that movie that is just incredible. All right, Kloop, you got two here to finish finish off your team. Each get three. God, there's still some good stuff out there. Big Daddy, I, this your number is, one. I, I mean, look, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get three picks for my board. Uh, I'm gonna go with. I now pronounce you Chuck and God Larry damn it, here. Fuck. Yep, oh, yeah. yep, yep. That's arguably as upset as I've seen you on this podcast. Um, just, yeah. whoa, clue. What just happened? I dropped Zach my just mic. dropped accidentally, my dude. I was pissed. Yeah, yeah. So I got. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. <laughs> that movie familiar so good. with the plot line. He and Kevin James, both firemen, have to pretend to have a domestic partnership and be in a gay relationship. Jessica Biel, another tremendous Buscemi role as the squirrely investigator. Yes. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, alive. yeah. That's good. Excellent. So that movie he is makes just. I mean, if you haven't seen it, uh, get to a screen. God, that was my next pick. All right, Big Daddy Chuck and Larry, and rounding out your squad. <laughs>
And then I'm going to go with the wedding singer. God Ooh. damn it. <laughs> so, that was going to be my third. I was going to be so happy with my team. I know I've won this you already. You fuck Zach and you fuck me. The wedding singer, another ridiculous plot line. <laughs> I mean, it's an 80s. What is it? 80s or 70s 80s, theme? It's yeah. 80s. He's got like a jerry curl. Yep. He's a professional wedding singer. Um who's just looking for love in all the wrong places until he finds Drew Barrymore. Uh, what can you say? I am torn between two. Chris, the boyfriend of Bra- Barrymore is one of my favorite um, antagonists yeah, he's in a any guy. Sandler movie. Like, yeah. he, the guy with the new CD player, and he gets, you know, he wants the outside seat in the plane. because And he's grabbing ass 24-7. Yeah, he's just ass-grabbing. All right, Zloop. I'm torn between you two absolute beauties. You got Deeds, you got Nikki, and you got what? Wow, that is dynamite. I might not win this. <laughs> I think I got to go with Bobby Boucher. Yeah. The water boy. The water boy. A water boy from a college football team discovers he has a unique tackling ability and becomes a member of the team. And there's a lot more to it than that, my friends. One of my favorite romance stories. It's a beautiful story. Of, of all the Sandler movies. Another movie that couldn't be made freak, today. With the freak, like, satanic goth girl. Mm-hmm. Love her. Yeah. And, when, <laughs> like, how would you describe his athletic prowess? He just has freakish everything. It's based on anger. Yeah. So he needs it's based to get on angry. angry. The visualization. He needs yeah. to visualize something that makes him angry. Yeah. Um, Dennis Ed, Miller. Ed, Ed, he doesn't like when they call him Needle Dick. Chris, yeah. Dennis Miller, and who is the play-by-play guy? It's Summerall, right? No, it's not Summerall. Who's the play-by-play guy in the booth with Dennis Miller in this movie? God, that's going to make me angry. We'll have John look it up. Um, My last... I want to do some notables after this because I... Yeah, we gotta, we'll do some notables. My last, and this might come out of left field, Anger Management. That's what gonna, that was what I was choosing between. Jack Nicholson with what some have called the best performance of his career. No, it might be Torturo's greatest role. Torturo, incredible. We watched that movie. Anger management goes so under the radar in what? terms of Sandler's career. That's going to round out. I watched well. it about two weeks ago. I I really recommend you watch it. It's a joy. You're laughing the whole time. Um, Give me some. All right. So Bill Club- Cower and Lee Corso are both in The Waterboy. By the way, Bill Cower and Lee Corso are both in it. <laughs> Dan Fouts, Jimmy Johnson, Brent Musburger, it's Dan Musburger. Patrick. It's Musburger. It's Musburger. Well, they're all in it. Okay, <laughs> the whole um, everyone appears to be in it. All right. So, any more notable movies you want? You, Zach, end up with Deeds, Little Nicky, and Waterboy. Chris Clyde ends Dick. up with Big Daddy, Chuck, and Larry, and the Wedding Singer. I have <laughs> Bailey Madison, Happy Gilmore, and Anger Man. I don't know who won. Left on my board. Dude. Fifty first dates. Sneaky. Um, where he can't remember, uh, he's got the short, or Drew Barrymore has the short-term memory issue, has to keep taking her out on the first dates. Also left on my board. Dude, both grown-up movies longest, are very good. Yes, both grown-ups, Longest Yard. Very good, I saw that, Sneaky. thought about it. Um, there was one other one. Oh, That's My Boy, recent, with An- Andy Samberg. Very good. You know what I also liked? Funny People. Yes. Kind of farther on the hard side, but yep. good. I think Clube. you get some James there for sure. Clube, anything you want to mention? Nothing left on my board. All Nothing. six of mine went off the board, and I'm really happy with what I what I. It's hard to go. It's hard to go wrong. We're gonna have to leave it up to the fans. Let's. Uh, we'll do a little Twitter poll, and we'll see everyone next week.